The vote was 232 to 197, primarily along party lines. But yesterday, the United States Congress voted for a second time to impeach outgoing President Donald Trump. Ten Republicans, including number three Liz Cheney, broke rank. As Congress was voting, 20,000 National Guardsmen had arrived or were on their way to protect the next inauguration of a new president. What will the U.S. Senate do before or after a new president is sworn in remains to be seen. A nation's divided, a future unclear, and this division runs deep. It includes a deeply divided evangelical Christian community. I'm not taking a political stance with my opening words. Instead, let me turn to the words of Jesus. He's the one we need this divisive occasion. Jesus telling his followers, don't be afraid. He told his followers, my kingdom, our kingdom is not of this world. That's our hope. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story with you that's all about Jesus. And all month we've been seeking to get to know Jesus better in a series called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. How important it is to know Jesus right now. Not just now, though, when times are hard and unclear, but always because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Through him, we have access to God, the Father, and we were made to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. In these next few minutes together, I want to look at a special passage found in Luke 12, reminding all of God's people just how much he cares about us. I know it'll bring you much comfort, even in days of chaos. Now, before we hear our first opening song, I was curious if you knew that your gifts to Haven Today help keep this listener-supported ministry on your local station. But when you give to Haven Today, you also partner with us to share this great story of Jesus everywhere. And as a thank you for your gift, I would like to send a very special way to watch and hear the great story, a feature film called The Gospel of Luke that's a word-for-word telling of Christ's story in either the NIV or the KJV translations. You just choose how you want to hear it and watch it on the DVD. The talented actors, the Mediterranean locations, the moving sound score all help bring Luke's gospel to life. I haven't seen anything quite like it, and I know it will help you better understand the life of Jesus. So call us after the program. Make your first gift of the year. And as our thanks, we'll send you the Gospel of Luke DVD. Our number is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us online, check out some sample scenes from the DVD, and you can make your gift there at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And now let's open with a couple of songs blended together that we need to hear today by the Norton Hall Band. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame But wholly lean on Jesus' name On Christ the solid rock I stand 
My Hope is Built, along with the Solid Rock, opening this haven today with the Norton Hall Band and a program called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. I'm Charles Morris. What a tumultuous last few days it's been where I live in the United States, and as the world has been drawn in to watch the events that have transpired. One thing remains on my mind. Where do we turn? Christians are asking that question perhaps more than ever. Our hope, let me remind you according to Scripture, is not in princes or powers. Our hope is in the Lord and the Word of the Lord. It is now and it always has been. Not all of us have always found our hope here, but as we continue in this month-long series on Luke, we're going there together. As we've been steadily working our way through this account of the life and work of our Lord Jesus, every time I read through this gospel, I hear the Lord calling me once again to submit my life to him, to cast myself and all my cares into his arms, and to receive him as my Lord as well as my Savior. No, I'm not saying I get saved again, but my faith is renewed every time I turn to this gospel. I want to extend the challenge to you, as I have already this month. Maybe you've been reading Luke along with me, and if you haven't, it's never too late to start. Read the gospel of Luke with me this month. Would you take some time each day to hear from the Lord speaking to you and have your faith renewed? I hope you will. Today, we're finding ourselves in Luke 12. I think it's fitting. Luke 12 opens with a crowd of thousands rushing to hear the words of Jesus. How I pray that Christians today would resemble that ancient throng, rising early, eagerly opening their eyes and ears, rushing to hear from their Lord. That's the scene we find at the beginning of Luke 12. But Jesus has more to say than that. Let's listen together to the opening passage from Luke chapter 12. Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, saying, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight. And what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. I will show you who you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man, will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever disowns me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. 
but anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When you are brought before synagogues, rulers and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. Taken from the Gospel of Luke DVD, Luke 12, the first 12 verses, I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today, and I'll share contact details with you in just a moment so you can get a copy of this word-for-word presentation of the third gospel. It would be tempting to interpret this opening scene of chapter 12 through the lens of our current world events. Many have actually done just that, thinking that Jesus is speaking about politics. I've heard too many Sermons that go down this road, suggesting that belonging to a particular party or experiencing opposition because of our political stance is the same as the persecution that we just heard Jesus describe. It might be tempting, but it's wrong. Jesus was not thinking about Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative. He wasn't thinking about the right or the left, Jesus wasn't thinking about even political parties at all, or the Roman Empire. Jesus was thinking about a faithful witness to his gospel and what might happen to his people in the world they were living in. He was thinking about what might happen to his church immediately after his resurrection, when they began preaching the gospel to a world that had just murdered our Lord, and he began with a warning. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. That's his warning. It was a warning to his disciples and followers then, and of course it's a warning to us now. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Well, what is the leaven of the Pharisees? Jesus wasn't warning against following their bread recipe. As Matthew 16 makes clear, Jesus was talking about the teaching of the Pharisees. They were obsessed with their rules. They thought they had the law down pat. But as Jesus pointed out in the first verse of what we just heard, the yeast of the Pharisees was hypocrisy. It was standing firm for rules and their sense of order while making shady deals and crooked promises in the dark. The Pharisees had sold themselves out to Herod and the other political rulers of the day so they could enjoy a little more power a little more control. And Jesus warns us against this kind of compromise, this kind of hypocrisy. It is not just an American problem. It is something that has challenged and plagued Christians throughout history. The temptation to give in to political pressures, the temptation to make the deal. Jesus knew this pressure. Satan himself had taken Jesus and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and offered them if Christ would simply bow his knee. He refused. Jesus didn't fall victim to the temptation. He didn't make use of the yeast of the Pharisees. Neither should we. That is Christ's warning to us, any of us who would rush to hear from him just like those crowds. If you are a disciple of Christ— and you are, if you have faith in him, then you are called to heed his call, to follow him, and to refuse the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. And this warning comes with a sobering promise. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight. 
what you have whispered in inner rooms, behind closed doors, maybe even in a smoke-filled room, will be proclaimed from the rooftops. This is a promise. Hypocrisy might thrive in our day, but it won't always. You might be escaping the notice of those around you, but Christ is clear. Someone is always watching. The Lord always sees. It's a call to integrity, a call to be a follower of Christ in private as well as in public. It's serious, and many of us right now that are talking to each other might be squirming because of how direct Christ is at this very point. We cannot live our lives seeking power like the Pharisees and at the same time be serving the Lord with our lives. It is a call. It is a warning. And it's a promise that our hypocrisy will be found out in the end. But this opening scene from Luke 12 isn't all doom and gloom. It isn't all somber warnings. Jesus was never intent on making simple threats and leaving us to do the work. There's another promise in this passage, and one that each of us must cling to. If we are to live our lives for the glory and honor of our Lord, sparrows were insignificant. They were sold for pennies, Jesus told us that, yet the Father looked after them. The Father had his eye on the sparrow, as the old hymn goes. Not one sparrow dies, falls to the ground, apart from our Father's knowledge. How much more, then, does he have his eye on us, his beloved children? We are worth far more to the Father than a few sparrows, worth mere pennies, We are worth the very life of his only son. You were bought with a price. The father spared no expense to get you. Even though we are hypocritical and professing faith one moment and turning away from the Lord the next when no one's looking, the father has his eye and his hand on us. We don't have to fear. We don't have to be anxious if we know the Lord. He's our Savior. Do not be afraid of those who might be able to kill the body or those who promise you the world full of power and influence. Do not cower to them, the Lord tells us. You're a royal son or a royal daughter, a prince and princess of the heavenly city, and your identity is found in the Savior. Jesus went on that day to encourage his people not to be anxious about this life, Hard to do in a world that's full of violence, brutality, and suffering. Jesus was no stranger to suffering. He endured violence for us. He knew what it was like to have his body put to death, yet he did it for us. The yeast of the Pharisees is lurking around every corner even now, baked into every dangerous morsel that the enemy offers us to eat. But Christ has given us this promise a promise to give us his spirit, the Holy Spirit of holiness, God the Holy Spirit, to strengthen us and to sustain us even when we feel too weak to follow him. This is what Christ has come to do, to save us from our sins, to strengthen us in our own admission of weakness. He came to secure our salvation, not through whispers in a darkened room, but through his very public execution and resurrection. That's our hope. Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. We acknowledge him now, and we long for the day when he 
will acknowledge us before his Father when he welcomes us with open arms, entering the everlasting rest. Keep your eye on Jesus. And as we do, we know and can have confidence the eye of our Heavenly Father follows us and protects us everywhere we go. Why don't you join me in prayer right now? Lord, in heaven I think about a week ago when the U.S. Capitol was stormed. I also think about yesterday when a second impeachment of the same president occurred. And I want to just come to you in prayer and, Lord, I want to call all my fellow believers to join me in this prayer. May we remember who we serve first and foremost. May we not allow the things of this world to supersede the holy things, the holy life that we are called to live, the sea where our true faith lies, to not forget that the gospel comes first. The main thing is the main thing. And the main thing is you, Jesus Christ, who died and was resurrected and ascended and is returning for us, your people. Lord, may we not forget that first. First things first. The main thing stays the main thing. Lord, bless us now. Bless us all wherever we live in this troubled world. And we trust in you above all else, knowing that if your eye is on the sparrow, you're really watching over us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Why do I feel discouraged? Why do the shadows come? And why does my heart feel
I sing Because I'm happy And I sing Because I'm free That old hymn by Salem, his eye is on the sparrow on Haven Today in a program called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. Are you longing for Jesus? Sometimes we can get so caught up in this world and the people we're around, our affection for Jesus begins to cool. But as the old hymn says, the more we turn our eyes to Jesus, the things of this world will grow strangely dim. So why not turn your eyes to Jesus and read through the Gospel of Luke with me this month? And to help you do this, I want to send you the DVD called The Gospel of Luke. And as you watch this feature film with a word-for-word presentation of this gospel, your affection for Jesus will grow. And the DVD lets you decide whether you want to watch it with the NIV or the KJV translations. This experience will help you begin a new year, fresh in your walk with your Savior. Just call us right now and make your gift, and we'll send you the Gospel of Luke DVD. And the number you can call is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can come to our website. Here's the web address, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And before you make your gift and place your order, you can watch sample scenes from this movie. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again with me tomorrow? When again, we'll be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Redeem the time, words from the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 4, a call to walk wisely in this world, not unwisely, but where is wisdom to be found in a world so intent on undermining the Lord's purposes? Just one verse back, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. If you want to redeem your time and walk wisely in this world, you can't be a zombie. Your eyes must be open to his love. Christ's light must be shining in your heart. Only then can we walk with the eyes of faith, as salt and light. And as we walk, we have hope. One day soon, this faith will turn into sight. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.